Welcome to a special edition of Daytime Confidential, brought to you by DaytimeConfidential.com. On today's show, we'll be announcing the winner of the Save the Quartermain Write-In Contest, where you, our listeners, wrote in with some great submissions and told us how you would weave the Quartermain family back into the major storylines and make them front burner once again. It's going to be a lovely discussion. We have Karen with us from Wubs, who is an official judge. We have Belinda, who also is a, a regular on Daytime Confidential, and Tina, who was one of the two people along with Reagan, who coordinated and remained impartial during the whole thing. We look forward to discussing it, so stay tuned. Well, ladies, it is finally here. There, We had a few delays, server upgrades sort of push things back a week or two in terms of announcing the winner of the writing contest. And we want to thank everybody who wrote in. Tina, since you and Reagan managed it, and unfortunately Reagan couldn't be here this uh, today, um, would you like to just tell, sort of outline what the guidelines were and the submissions? Uh, first and foremost, it had to be kept to a thousand words. A couple people kind of ran into writing over. I have to say, all the entries were very thoughtful, and I'm so happy that people actually took the time to write them all down, you know, they needed to weave the quarter mains into the current storyline and into the future. And it's very, very hard to do considering that they keep dropping like flies. Uh, so it was great that people brought more people into the family. They brought people back from the dead. Very intriguing, very interesting to read. I was entertained through every single story. And just for clarification purposes, because of the fact that you and Reagan were coordinating it, you didn't vote on who won so that things could be remain impartial, correct? Exactly. In fact, when they were submitted to the judges, everyone was assigned a number. So they had no idea who this belonged to. There were no names attached. There were... It was just identified by a number, and only Reagan and myself knew who each number corresponded to. Belinda, we had an overwhelming winner, which we will get to in a little bit, but what did you think of all of the submissions? Oh, they were so clever. Uh, the originality and the creativity that uh, our listeners came up with to uh, accomplish the Quartermains moving to the forefront. Uh, you know, I try to be positive. But uh, we're always, all of our complaints usually can be boiled down to writing. And if if we had seen the kind of originality on screen that we got the, over the the course of this contest, there's no way we'd be down in the in the ratings. No way. They were wonderful, very entertaining. Karen, what did you think of the submissions? Oh, I love them, and I you know that I write the wubs and and which are parody scripts of GH and I just found some of them to be not only great imagination and and weaving the stories together but very funny too which of course I liked <laughs> um and just that people took the time and knew their history and did did a really great job you got a good response to it so I was and- pleased now, the winner of the contest, we are going to try and make arrangements for them to join us on the podcast as a special guest, where we will then be able to discuss their thoughts more in depth on what they came up with and if they want to expand a little bit more. So we'll all be back here either next week or the week after, depending on scheduling and how that goes. But because we um, also wanted to reward 
the other people who contributed. The second and third place winners will also be published on the website. We will have them set up so the first, second, and third place winners will all be published on the website for future reference as part of our ongoing efforts for Save the Quartermains. So, without further ado, Karen, who was our third place winner? Well, her name is Stephanie L., and her entry uh, brings us into the quarter main fold. Um, first part starts uh, out with Monica's alcoholism and how she deals with that. Ned comes home. Jeff Weber returns to town, which is a lot of people really like that uh touch because Jeff Weber is somebody that's really missed. And he could not only help the Quartermains, but he could help Liz. Exactly. Yes. Uh, And then let's see, Monica learns about Jake. Jason tells her about Jake. Monica is sent back to Shady Brook. Monica and Jeff get together, which is always, you know, that would be a great story. Didn't they have something going way in the past? They They were married. Oh, okay. There you go. Luke, it's probably before your time. Yes, it probably was. (laughs) Uh, Part six brings one of my favorite characters in. Alan escapes from Helena Cassidyne. So, uh, Alan. He's not really dead. Exactly. He's being held hostage. And he would escape from Helena. He, He would come home. Alan and Jason would reconcile and bond together, especially because Jason has a son. Part 8 has Alan and Monica getting back together. And then, of course, problems come again. And they are. she also was wondering uh, at the end if Helena actually took Alan. Did she also take AJ and Emily? Finally, <laughs> Jason starts to get his memory back that he lost. And just a few, not all of it, not all of his quarter main memories come back. A few of them do. One of the things that I loved about this content, it, this contest, was that there were some really brilliant ways that people came up on how that the writers could bring back Alan without him being a ghost. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that, for me, it wasn't necessarily a deciding factor, but it was something that, for all of those who have you, of you who wrote Alan's Return and wrote really great twists, really respect what you did with that because that was a, you guys did really well on bringing him back. Belinda, what did you think of this one? Oh, this one had some really good points. I love how uh, um, she questions uh, AJ's death and could he be alive somewhere. I got a big kick out of it. Uh, it brought Helena in, which is a, a bonus for me. Love her. Brings Jeff back because Jeff and, and Monica, Jeff uh, was so obsessed with losing Monica at one time that he put a, a bullet in his own head. I don't know who out there may remember that, but I certainly do. He tried to kill himself by shooting himself mm-hmm. in the head when Monica left him. So bringing him back and having them get together like this was really a fun uh, nod to history. And I want to say something about Alan in the ghost thing. When Tracy sees him, and Guz has said this a number of times, that that's her conscience. It's not a ghost. Do you remember that? Do you remember him yes. saying that? And I, re- and I think that that would really work within the storyline. It, they wouldn't even have to explain why Tracy saw him. You know, she, she that was in her own mind. Her guilt, yeah. Yes. Yep. Well, Tina, you were the unbiased judge. What did you think of this pick? 
Well, I just have to give props to this particular writer. She had to do her. She did her submission more than once. People who were disqualified for various reasons got an email as to why they were disqualified and allowed to write a second entry. Uh, so you know, she you know a couple people did and a couple people didn't, and you know she did, and I think she did a great job. It just, it flows really, really well, and it kind of, it's enough story that it can take you, you know, a year or two into the future. It's not just a story for the here and now or like a one-time story arc, which is nice. Which is what our real writers have a little bit of a problem with. We discuss it all (laughs) the time. They will write someone into a corner or they will write a scenario to where it has no legitimate way out. And then they lose us when they try to spin it some way to keep what part of the stories that we did like. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. So this I was the, so clever. Congratulations to Stephanie L. We love this entry. Um, we, we will be posting it on the blog, as we mentioned earlier. Belinda, it's time to reveal who came in at number two. Laura M., with a story that brings us Spinelli as Jason's half-brother, Damien Quartermain, which brings us Tracy as Johnny's mother. She uh, had an affair with the crazy Anthony when she was younger, and he kept their baby and was supposed to stay out of her life and stay away from them. You were saying earlier, um, before we started the episode, that you liked it because it tied in really well to her history when she was on, was it Loving? Loving, and this, and I think it started out being called This City, and the then city. they changed the name of the series to Loving. Yeah, so it harkens back to the old days there when she was in the mob, uh, brings that in very nicely. And so now we have Damien Spinelli as a quartermain, and John Zakara is a quartermain. So, and then we have Elizabeth figuring out that the body in the crypt is not Emily Quartermain. Emily must be alive somewhere. That means, you know, two plus two equals she must be pregnant with a Cassidyne heir or Helena wouldn't have stolen her. So once we get Helena back again also with that one. So I just love that. And I have to say, I love this post because when I started out reading it and at the very beginning, and you guys will all be able to read it, the way it was written with Spinelli pushing himself back from the computer, I was so expecting for him to end up being Tracy and Zakara's son. Mm-hmm. Even though I know that Johnny was is Zakara's son, I expected him to be like a younger brother of Zakara, or a younger brother of Johnny. When it got to that, I was like, ooh, nice twist. Loved it, loved it. Karen, yes. what did you think? I loved it, and I, like, I would really like to see... Um... Jane and Bruce act together, you know, Tracy and Anthony Zakara. I just think that that is brilliant. And I just want to make one correction. The city actually came after Loving. Oh, Loving I was just about first. to say that. <laughs> yes, and it moved into the city, but Tracy was definitely involved with the mobular activity. And, it, and it's, it's a perfect, it's a perfect tie-in to that. And and I just want to say again that, that if our actual GH writers had this much originality, we would not be yep. languishing at number three or number four. And Tina, what did you think of this one? I don't know. It just, it just kind of brings you back to a time when these soaps used to all blend because The Loving was a spinoff of All My Children. 
it just kind of helps bring in a lot of history, which I think sometimes is the biggest problem with soaps. Mm -hmm. They forget that history exists, and they just tend to write their own. So each one of them comes in and spins the character in their own direction, and and sometimes they have to disregard history to do that to make the show their own. But who has longer memories than a soap fan? Nobody. Nobody. Come on, we remember everything. Anywhere, yes. Maybe only an elephant, but that. There you go. <laughs> an elephant soap watcher, therefore, would be the ultimate. Ooh. There you go. Well, you, maybe we'll have to look up at some zoos and see if they take and have them watch General Hospital. We can have it piped into the elephant things. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess that sort of brings us to our number one and our yes. week submission, which this submission was actually, we found out after we voted, that it was the first one we received. It was voted as the number one pick by a majority of us we all chose it as number one. And so I'm going to actually read the entire thing. The winner is, drumroll please, Kim R., who wrote an excellent submission. The way everything is tied in, we absolutely loved it. I'm going to read it, and then we can discuss it more in depth. This was labeled entry number 101. First, once Jason has claimed his family, he realizes it is time to distance himself from the mob business, yet he needs to keep his family safe from enemies of the past. A solution to both problems is offered by Edward with the suggestion that Jason begin working at ELQ and that Elizabeth, Jason, and their boys move into a wing of the Quartermain estate. The estate security can be upgraded to protect the family without the security being as intrusive as it would have been in a smaller house. Although Monica initially objects, she softens as she gets to know Jake and realizes that having Elizabeth in the house would be a continued connection to Emily. Obviously, Tracy was not thrilled with Jason gaining power at ELQ and summons Ned back to keep his cousin in line. Ned is in some ways glad to be back, but is not thrilled to discover that Alexis is getting involved with someone as dangerous as Jerry Jacks. Ned decides that it is time to return to the romance he and Alexis once shared. As Jason and Liz, Liz contemplate the possibility of moving into the Quartermains, they discover that even at the Quartermain Mansion, the mob may, may not be as far away as they would like, because it is, has recently come to light that while Tracy was off traveling and involved in the mob on the city, she had an affair with Anthony Zakara and had a daughter, Claudia. Trevor manipulated the situation then, but has now met his match not only in Claudia, but in Tracy as well. Tracy is determined to make it up to Claudia by t protecting her and to make Trevor pay for the past. Edward is intrigued by, by and then admiring of his new granddaughter, Claudia. He decides she has the potential to live up to the Quartermain name and enjoys the idea of pitting Ned, Claudia, and Jason against each other for control of ELQ. Trevor does does enjoy the power that comes with controlling the Zakara family, but he is also addicted to the appearance of respectability. He decides to try an, an, a hostile takeover of ELQ, and the divided loyalties of the Quartermain family make this a possibility. With Luke gone, Tracy can't help but find Trevor and his manipulations rather attractive. The only thing is that Trevor has also begun to show a romantic interest in Monica after he is impressed by her passion when he witnesses her in a confrontation with the new chief of staff. Plus, it doesn't hurt that Monica has some pull in ELQ because of her position on the board. 
Meanwhile, it is also revealed that Claudia was sent away at 16 because she fell in love with Rick Lansing. Trevor did not think Claudia fit into his plans for Rick, so he had her sent away. What Trevor did not realize is that she was already pregnant with Rick's child. She gave birth, but the baby was taken from her to live with what he thought was his grandmother, but was actually the sister of his mother's uncle. The baby has grown up to be Damien Spinelli. Not only is he a Quartermain and a Zakara through his mother, but his father, the DA of Darkness, has now a reason to hate Jason. After all, Jason is a true brother to Sonny, a the true love to his love Elizabeth, and has been a true father to his son Spinelli. Once it is revealed that Spinelli is actually related to the Quartermains, Maxie's interest in him intensifies. The thought of all that money and designer clothing is so attractive that she barely realizes that she's genuinely falling in love with him, quirks and all. Bravo! Bravo, bravo, bravo. Go around the table. Karen, what'd you think? Oh, I loved it. And I loved it because we can have Tracy and Claudia be mother and daughter. What could be better than that? Not much. Ned and Alexis uh, back together, maybe. We can. I just think the whole thing is just wonderfully thought out. And the, the ending part with Spinelli ending up being both a Zakara and a Quartermain, it's perfect. And I have to say, the thought of a Monica Tracy triangle. With even if it is with <laughs> even if it is with Trevor, is really quite awesome because I mean yes. just their scenes alone with Monica being drunk and Tracy going after her. Being, <laughs> can you imagine if it was actually a love triangle? How awesome, awesome would that be? Yeah, my goodness, yeah. Belinda, what did you think? Well, this one uh, struck me right off as being very well thought out. Uh, I will have to ask if I get a chance to talk to the author if this is something that they've been thinking over for quite a while because it, mm-hmm. it seemed to come together quite quickly. So maybe they have like a stash of fan fiction somewhere that this was a part of. I'll have to ask. I, I loved uh, everything about it. It just really did a good job with bringing some of the – the Zakars are so new that we don't have a reason to care about them. If something like this happened, mm-hmm. intertwine them like this with the Quartermains, then we would have to care for them more by an extension. It just – it seems like a no-brainer. Tina, what did you think? All I know is I would love to see this on my TV. So if there is someone from you know the general hospital writing staff listening, I will more than happy happily forward you the email contact information for this this person, and I think she would make a great writer for General Hospital, and I would love to see this on my TV. Oh, most definitely. Can you imagine how good this would be? It's yeah. great. I mean, the only the only slight thing that might even be a little bit detrimental, but could easily be reworked, is the fact that Johnny's nowhere mentioned in it. That's true. Other than that, it's yeah. it's flawless. Right, right. but at, the, at this point, Johnny becomes, um, you know, he's Claudia's half-brother still. He's he's going to be Spinelli's uncle. True. Right. You know, so... Can you imagine the Quartermain Thanksgiving with the Zakars and the Quartermains? Yes. <laughs> and the Corinthos? Because yes. if it you think be about it, you still have the Corinthos mixed in there, too. Can you imagine all of them sitting down at one table to eat? Pizza? It definitely would be pizza. <laughs> Sounds like a wub. I, we, we, we thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed all the contests. Also, um, 
we w- want to say the petition at savethequartermains.com, which you can click on the petition link. Um, we had 189 signatures at last count, which is a great number. Um, I realize that, but some people may say, hey, that's not very many. But here's the thing. Tina went and made sure that we had a petition source that would verify every single signature, which means that it, people can't really sign it more than once unless they are verifying the information. So it's not like you can, just, you can have one person log in and sign it up as five different people and having signed this petition. And I would say that for the month to have 189 signatures is awesome. And we thank yeah, each of you best. for signing it. We thank you for the letters that you sent in. We thank you for um, sending these great submissions. As we said, we will be posting the top three submissions on the website. Um, It should be on the day it airs, which will allow you all to have an opportunity to read them. We will be making arrangements to have Kim on the podcast, assuming she is interested in doing so. Um, If she's not, then, well, I guess that won't happen. But even if it doesn't, then we just have to say, loved this submission. I mean, when Tina told us it was the first one that came in, it was like, wow. Everybody loves it, and it was the first one to arrive. How impressive is that? I just f- want to thank everybody again for the mm-hmm. submissions, because even though we just mentioned the top three, there were great ideas in every one of them. Oh, yeah. You know, somebody picking apart uh, all of the entries that we got and taking the you know the the mm-hmm. great unique qualities out of every one of them i mean we could we could definitely harness this kind of energy and put gh at number 1 for the next 5 years if mm-hmm. we could take some of the ideas out of these fans yes. heads and and give them to gh wrapped up in a bow it would be wonderful thank you so much everybody for playing along and just yes. because the official contest period has ended, we would still encourage people to visit SaveTheQuartermains.com, sign the pe- pe- petition. We would still encourage you to keep your letters and postcards being sent to the powers that be because every one of those pieces of mail counts. So, And we, of course, appreciate Tina and Reagan's hard work in coordinating everything so that those of us who were the judges wouldn't have to worry about anything other than reading the wonderful submissions. Thank you to both of you very much. Thank you. We greatly appreciate it. And I am working on on fleshing out that Quartermain history. I've got Sky's section um, worked on. I'll, I'll try to get it to Luke so you can get it up, add it to there. And then, you know, little by little, I'll I'll try to get uh, Ned and Brooklyn and all that added on there, too. Just kind of make it an ongoing project. Also, we want to give a big special thank you to Karen for joining us for this because um, helping to promote it. We know a lot of other sites also did, but Karen, you. you were instrumental in helping it. And so... Thank you very much. Well, my pleasure, my pleasure. And let's just hope it makes a difference. Yeah, let's hope so. And like we said, folks, just because our official contest has ended does not mean that we should stop sending in. Oh, no. Uh, No, I was just going to say no. That doesn't mean you should stop sending in postcards because that does make the biggest difference. To the stars, correct? Yes. Yep. You can find all of that information at savethequartermains.com. If any of the people over at ABC Daytime need writers, we have outline writers, we have script writers, dialogue writers. Trust me, they're all here. You don't have to go looking for them. Most, most definitely. And as far as I'm concerned, if we post them on the blog, the people are welcome to read them. And if they just so happen to decide they want to use some stuff, we're not going to complain. 